Welcome, everyone. This is your host, Lucian Gothier, and I am here with a real fascinating guest. He's going to be joining us for the upcoming Longevity Now conference. He'll be speaking at our conference, which takes place April 24th to April 26th at the Hilton Anaheim in California. As most of you know, this event is hosted by David Wolf. We've got some incredible speakers, such as Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Joseph McCorla, Dr. Lissa Rankin, Ron Teagard, Nadine Artemis, many others, and this special guest, Pedram Shojai. And Pedram, I have to say, I was reading up on your biography and some of the stuff you've been up to. I've seen your movie Origins. You're a prolific writer, and I guess if I were to sum up what you're doing, you are really getting the message out there in many different forms. Your biography is very impressive. What you're doing, truly miraculous, and you're doing it in a very unique way. You're kind of bridging the East with the West, taking some of the great fundamental practices of Eastern medicine, integrating them here into the West for people who are le- leading busy lives. So it's really exciting to have you here today. Thank you. It's uh, it's great to be here, and uh, it makes me chuckle. It's like I guess I guess I could be a multimedia monk or something. <laughs> <laughs> we we've been at this for a while, and uh, you know, if you're in the business of trying to help people, then uh, you know uh, it's hard to ask people to come up to the Himalayas. So how can how can I engage that dialogue with people who are driving their kids to school this morning, and, and you know, universalize it so that it can be helpful instead of making it. Uh, a challenge. It's like, you know, you don't have to change your name or dress like a different type of person or any of that kind of stuff to, you know, enjoy the benefits of, of these practices. And that's been my platform for several years because, you know, a lot of, a lot of these traditions ask you to come to them. You know, your average city person, your average urban person just can't go there. So it's, uh, it, it's not uh, it's not accessible in that way, and so that's been my uh, my challenge and my pursuit is to make um, this information accessible. And so I write books and make movies, and we got two TV shows coming, and uh, you know, <laughs> we've been busy. Yeah, your new book, Urban Monks, coming out. You've got a TV show under the same title. And we're really excited to have you at the event to sort of really guide people along and how they can take that kind of, it's almost like a run fast and furious or burn bright and but burn out quick type of mentality that especially Americans have of work really hard, exercise really hard, push really hard, don't sleep because then you're wasting time uh, from the other things that you should be doing really hard. Let's talk about a little bit about the philosophy behind your practices. I I know you do a lot of different things with herbalism, meditation, qigong, nutrition, physical therapy, all sorts of phenomenal stuff. Let's talk about the underlying philosophy that you bring to the table with all those activities that kind of drives and guides you. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, when I started, uh, yeah, I came back and, you know, I, I was doing the doctor thing for some time. And, you know, when you start doctoring, um, busy urban people that kind of come in in the mass unit that is your clinic, you start to see a lot of similarities. And a lot of it has to do with stress. A lot of it has to do with lifestyle. A lot of it has to do with, you know, how you very, uh, you know, adeptly describe the kind of modern urban life. And it's very similar to how we engage in a lot of ways with our planet. It's just very similar to kind of this, this young male dominant way of kind of just forcing what we want out of nature and forcing what we want out of our bodies, which are natural. And then, you know, anticipating, uh, you know, the, the same results day in and day out, despite the fact that we've been cheating on sleep and drinking coffee to get through the days and, you know, Robin Peter to pay Paul, if you will. The fallout of that type of lifestyle was washing up on the beaches of my clinics for years, right? And I realized that I was, you know, in the medical model 
waiting for people to break and then, you know, it's costing the, the system, if you will, three times as much to fix them. And there's a tremendous fallout. I mean, you know, if someone dies of a heart attack, there's, there's kids that are left behind, there's a widow. I mean, it's the, the healthcare system is, is all backwards. And so when I got into this business trying to help people, I realized that I really needed to swim upstream because what really helps people is getting them to stop and think about what they're doing and, and kind of pick a better direction in terms of how energy gets gets used and expended so that you don't blow it out every day and, you know, borrow from your adrenals or borrow from a can of Folgers or whatever it is people are doing to to squeeze the energy they need to get out. It's like, you know, you, you don't have cash in your pocket, but you still need that thing. So you just swipe it on the card. And now everyone is, is, you know, in such debt to the adrenals and the bank that is calling in the note that we're seeing all kinds of sickness, you know, from autoimmunity to, you know, uh, nervous breakdowns to, you know, just lack of clarity and brain fog and all the, all the things that you'd see on the medical side. And so, you know, I started this conversation, um, you know, as a physician years back in the clinics and realized that no matter what the diagnosis was, I was pretty much having the same conversation with multiple types of patients and it, it, it revolved around, you know, how they ate and how they, they lived, what their burn rate was. And, you know, you you, you hit it right on the head. It's, it's, we live too fast. We push too hard. We think that more is better. And then we don't stop to tap into the living, breathing moment where there's an infinite amount of energy available to us. And because we can't tap into it because our consciousness isn't tied to anything that's real, we just spin and we spin and we spin. And so a lot of my message, having been a Taoist monk for years and, you know, an ordained Taoist priest and a hospitaller knight and all sorts of things that I've done to study the eternal wisdom and, and, and really get into the depth of who we are is bringing that back and giving people that I engage with a framework for being able to stop time and drink from infinity and tap into that depth of being and and suchness of being, if you will, so that that crazy train just stops. You can, you have another alternative. And with that alternative comes power, freedom, peace, happiness, and all sorts of things that we think we gotta find outside of ourselves. So it's been a it's been a fun ride. You know, right now there's uh, you know, we've we just did this movie. Uh, Dave Dave Wolf was actually in our last movie Origins and you know, we've had a tremendous uh, amount of success with it and it's really gotten a lot of people's attention. And so, you know, my job is to to continue to hold that position and help people uh in whatever way I can. And I imagine you've seen a lot of stuff in your practice, and it seems that people have a sort of mentality that they can push and they can kind of overdo it, and that Western medicine is kind of there to, you know, help them or repair them, almost like, you know, they, they pull into the pit, the pit crew takes the tires off, checks under the engines, gets them back on the track again, but it's not really what's happening. People are getting sucked into almost like a vortex of Western medicine where their conditions go from bad to worse, and it almost seems like Western medicine, in a sense, has completely let us down in terms of our overall well-being and health. I mean, look, if you get hit by a bus or you hit a tree skiing, uh, Western medicine is your best friend, right? But the promise uh, that kind of came through in the 50s of better living through chemistry and, and kind of the hubris that, that was developed around some of our early successes in Western medical space, 
really created this distance between reality and, and, the, and the false promise, which was live however you want, do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You know, we're going to come up with, with innovations and solutions to fix this. The same way we deal with climate change right now. We just keep puffing uh, coal into the air, thinking there's going to be some miracle technology that's going to save us from ourselves. And it's this fatalistic view of, of how to go forward that's completely irrational. And the Western medical model bit into that. And so, you know, 80%, I do a lot of corporate wellness consulting, and I've been, you know, in this space for a very long time. And 80% of the money being spent in medicine is being spent on lifestyle diseases. So, you know, if you're born with some crazy genetic disorder or, you know, you, you have a real medical illness that needs attention, Western medicine is fantastic for all that stuff. But what's happening is the doctors in our society are dealing with the frontline health issues that are all predominantly lifestyle issues, how we eat, how we sleep, how we exercise, how we deal with stress. And that's not what allopathic medicine is geared up for. Allopathic medicine is fantastic for what it's good for, but way too many people are falling into that funnel and into that model because we haven't taught lifestyle correctly. I mean, we eat like idiots. We, you know, push our bodies too hard. We don't move around. We sit on desks all day. And so there's, there's all these enormous uh, lifestyle deficits that are leading to this. And then we're expecting um, our doctors to fix it with drugs. And the doctors are trying to do their best and help, but that's not how it works. And so, you know, the entire model has kind of flip-flopped and created a lot of problems now because we're trying to fix uh, a lifestyle solution with a chemical intervention, and that's just insane. And Pedram, for our listeners who don't know who you are or not very familiar with you, where do you fit in on the spectrum of, for example, diet, exercise, lifestyle techniques? What are some of the specific things that you hone in on? For example, everyone knows David Wolf's into the superfoods and some of the super herbs. I know you're really into the herbs and you've studied with different traditions. How do you bring those all about synergistically in a lifestyle sort of transformative approach that balances it out, keeps us kind of healthy and well? And how do you specifically integrate each one of those into your daily life? Yeah, that's a great question. I'll start with my my uh, gestalt, if you will, is that my entire framework of looking at this, um, I call energy economics, which is what you want to do is increase the vitality of the system by bringing in more energy. So I love supertonics. I love Qigong. I love anything that enhances the body's ability to generate and, and move more energy. Um, and then the flip side of that would be looking at all the places where the body has gross inefficiencies and sorting those out. So, for example, diet, if you're eating a diet with, you know, processed foods and say you are intolerant to gluten or dairy or something, and, and these are the things that are that are kind of built into your diet because you're un, unaware or unconscious of, of the fallout there, there's such a tremendous expenditure of energy. Um, in not just the extraction, but the leaky gut, which creates um, all the inflammation and then the kind of immunological hit that you take when the body doesn't recognize the difference between friend and foe with uh, substances that you're dropping in there. I mean, 70% of our immune system lines our gut. So if you're spending a tremendous amount of energy trying to battle what's happening in your digestive system. Um, that's like saying you're, you have so many people in your mail room that are there to open up the checks that come in that, that feed your business that you're actually losing money 
in mm-hmm. the one department that's designed to, you know, bring the money in, right? I mean, we're supposed to be able to extract energy from food. It's supposed to make us stronger and more vital. So if you're more tired after a meal, that's a problem. So I look at it on an individual basis. I mean, we do a lot of, you know, uh, elimination provocation diets. and We really look at where people have deficits. I mean, some people do really well on raw diets. Some people need to have soup, um, in my opinion, right? And I know that there's differing opinions out there. It's just a matter of whether your individual digestive system has been compromised to the point where it can't extract uh, nutrients appropriately from the food that you're eating. And so we look at that. We look at the efficiency of the system. And one of the, the greatest kind of through lines for ATP and energy is the muscle and the mitochondria and the density of the mitochondria that will help you produce more energy. So if you're not using your muscles, and the heart being a very important one, then what's the point? It's like having a shoe factory with no customers. You know, you're going to choke on shoes. And so we look at how to increase the efficiency of your energy output by creating um, uh, a, a need for that energy through physiological basis. And then the rest and recovery cycles are absolutely critical. So, you know, sleep is one of my big things. I used to own um, sleep labs and did a, a fair amount of consciousness research and sleep research with QEEGs and all sorts of really funky stuff that brought my East and West uh, backgrounds together. And, um, you know, there's there's a tremendous amount of clarity, vitality, and insight one can gain by learning how to pop in the clutch and modulate the frequency um, of the brain and the ability for the consciousness to slow down and speed up. And the problem with our culture is we're all stuck in like high gear, revving red line, not even realizing that we have other gears, not even realizing that we can slow down and have a different throttle or different burn rate at different times for different types of activities, you know, much, much to, you know, the point that you made earlier is it's all go, go, go. It's all bang, bang, bang. And, you know, the body isn't designed for that. The the psyche can't handle that. You know, we do that all day and then we like, you know, turn off the lights after, you know, playing on our tablet and watching some murder mystery drama on TV, close our eyes and wonder why we can't fall asleep. And so my platform is all about bringing the wisdom of, of those practices back so that they're kind of ingrained in how you run your every day instead of going for a few weeks and saying, I need to go to Maui and recover. I need to now go to a 10-day Vipassana or you know, quit my job and change my name because this isn't working for me. That's just a very aggressive way of coming back to balance. And if you could have balance every day of your life, then life is pretty cool and you don't need to make such macro adjustments because the imbalance has driven you to do so. And if you're just joining us, we're here with Pedram Shojai, and he has a great website, well.org. It's a fantastic resource. And Pedram, you're going to be speaking to our audience of about 2,000 people. What is your goals in terms of getting your message across? What do you want our participants to walk away with? And what can they sort of hope to walk away with in terms of tips, strategies, and things that they could really integrate into their daily life in terms of action steps to get some really good transformation? Result. Uh, you know, the first thing I've noticed in a lot of these uh, events that I go to, and that's why, you know, I love what you guys are doing and I'm happy to be working with you guys is let's get, let's roll up our sleeves, right? I want, you know, in the time I have with our audience there for people in the room to walk away with some pearls. I don't, I don't just lecture. I think that's boring. We stop and we breathe. I want you to feel chi. I want you to feel 
the the nuances of of the the breath and how it changes the 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 state of mind that that you're in. So I'm going to walk us through a different way of looking at our days, looking at how we can use meditation as an operating system of our consciousness that's constantly there, checking to see if we're spinning out of control and bringing us back to normal, instead of having it be this this life raft or this 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 app that you double click on every time you're in trouble. Um, but don't change anything else in your life. So I, I think that the, the the practice of meditation itself has been fundamentally misunderstood in the West. And part of my process is to help the 2,000 people in that room walk away with a, with a different way of looking at meditation, consciousness, and mindfulness so that it could be immediately applicable to their lives so they can walk away and just have more peace, less stress, and just a, a better understanding of who they are in the grand scheme of things so that it's less confusing and, and easier. You know, the goal is for everyone in that room to walk away with more vitality than when they started. And I'm personally really eager to hear your talk because it's going to fit in so nicely with all the different people that we have taking the stage. I know your good friend Dave Asprey is going to be there. He's going to be talking about the latest and greatest coming out of his research. David Wolf obviously is a, just a, a phenomenal resource for health and nutrition. So this is going to be a really exciting event. And uh, again, it's taking place April 24th to 26th at the Anaheim Hilton. Pedram Shojai is going to be taking the stage. He's really just a prolific writer, filmmaker. He's got a phenomenal website, resource center. And we're just really excited to have you taking the stage this year. I think it's a lot of fun, um, and I'm excited. I, I studied with Ron back uh, when, I, when I was uh, you know, originally doing uh, some herbalism. Uh, Dave Wolf, uh, obviously, you know, and Dave Asprey. These are all my buddies. I, lo I love all the people that I'm sharing the stage with. We're, we're, we're having a really good time. All right, fantastic. This has been Lucian Gothier with Pedram Shojai, and we are wishing you the best day ever. See you at the event. This program was brought to you by thebestdayever.com. Thanks for listening.